Carl shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. It is the uh, week before Christmas and all through the house and... Uh, and a week before I go on vacation, but you know what we're going to do? We're going to have a lot of fun this week. We're going to cover the uh, news of the day, and we're also going to have a little bit of fun. You know why? Because we need to be joyous. We need to be joyous because Santa uh, Musk came and visited us this year. It was really awesome. Santa Musk uh, came here and delivered lots of presents, and we will get to all of those presents, presents very shortly, including including all of the things that I have said for a very long time about the cabal between the mainstream media, big social media, and the deep state, a.k.a. Democrat Party and Democrat-run deep state. So all of that is coming up. Thank you, uh, DeSantis Claus. No, not DeSantis Claus. He's a guy from Florida. Thank you, Santa Musk. We appreciate it. By the way, I would be remiss if I did not mention today is the first day of Hanukkah. And I had a delightful conversation with a friend of mine named Matthew, who is an Orthodox Jew. I am an unorthodox Catholic, Catholic, by the way. And uh, talked about how, and he said that uh, Hanukkah essentially was about freedom of religion, freedom of speech. Kind of makes a lot of sense, like this time of year, right? Because we've been undergoing uh, a lot of restrictions on our speech, people trying to shut us down, and uh, so it's, uh, it's Hanukkah. And I want to wish those who celebrate Hanukkah a very happy Hanukkah today. Now, the New York Times, <laughs> for some odd reason, published a crossword, crossword uh, uh, on the first night of Hanukkah that looked exactly like a Holocaust. I, I heard a Holocaust. It looked exactly like a swastika. I wish I were kidding. But you see, the New York Times kind of had this anti-Semitic past that we could go back into, but we won't. But they did. They literally put a... <laughs> Their, their uh, uh, crossword puzzle is uh, is in the shape of a <laughs> a swastika. It's caused quite a stir on social media. Prominent Jewish leaders and political figures voicing their outrage, especially since the first night of Hanukkah. And apparently the, uh, the New York Times is saying that it is a common design due to the constraints on puzzle designs. So there is, a, 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 I guess, a, a, only several designs that you can use on... Uh, on a New York Times crossword puzzle, and one of them just happens to look like a, a swastika. So there's that. Um, I think uh, perhaps maybe they, they, they were going to gonna change it to their uh, famous burning cross uh, design and then the uh, inflamed synagogue, but they decided to just go with the swastika for, <laughs> for Hanukkah. And I, and I heard a great, uh, great analogy. With regard to Hanukkah, that would uh, make it more relatable, I guess, to uh, Gen Zers, maybe millennials as well, which is uh, that uh, Hanukkah, imagine if Hanukkah happened today, it would be like uh, eight nights, eight days and nights that uh, somebody only had 10% uh, battery life left on their cell and no charger. And they were able to keep that 10% of uh, of. <laughs> Of the battery life to last all those days, so that would make it that would make it even more, uh, I guess, relatable to uh, millennials with regard to uh, uh, Hanukkah. But I do want to wish you a very happy Hanukkah and uh, and certainly uh, a merry Christmas to all and all a good night. Let's talk about a little bit of uh, a Biden corruption here and the DOJ and the FBI and all of that stuff. But I want to get things started with a little Christmas number here from Mr. Jim Gossett. 
most corrupt family in history. Under the table is how Joe's paid. Yep. Millions from China he has made. 31. Graft and corruption, he wrote the book. And his son Hunter's a major crook. Joe, Joe, Joe makes lots of dough. Joe, 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 is ethics are low under the table? Quick, quick, quick. A cut for the big guy should do the trick. Ten percent. Anyone out there with half a brain yes. knows that Joe blackmailed Ukraine. Can the prosecutor who wants his son or the deal for a billion won't get done? Quid pro quo, blackmailing Joe. Quid pro quo, Joe needs to go. Under indictment, they both should be. What can you call it but bribery? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, and then there's this. Listen to this. Did you have your uh, your holiday, your Christmas party, or whatever at, at work? Uh, I went to my uh, Newsmax Christmas party about uh, two weeks ago. Had a lot of fun. It was pretty cool. Do you realize that four U.S. defense contractors sponsored a Washington, D.C. party for the 31st anniversary of the Ukrainian armed forces as they stand to gain billions of dollars from the ongoing war in Ukraine? This is a big deal. They probably had like uh, 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 caviar and stuff, like they did at the White House when, uh, when they had some people over here a couple weeks ago. Anyway, Vox reported this celebration hosted by the Ukrainian embassy last week took place in D.C. at the Ronald Reagan building. He used to go there. It was pretty cool. I did a bunch of stuff for the uh, Children's National Medical Center there, fundraisers. And the International Trade Center located uh, less than a mile from the White House. The uh, Mark Milley was there. Old uh, old General Milley was there, the guy who said that he wanted to understand his white supremacy or white guilt or whatever the hell it was. Anyway, the invitation was supported by Northrick Grumman, Raytheon, Pratt & Whitney, and Lockheed Martin. Their uh, logos emblazoned on the invite, reportedly prompting some, avers- some uh, observers to laugh out loud. Because the sponsor the, of, the, of the Christmas party were those four companies that are making, I mean, money hand over fist. Even more than like Pfizer and Moderna with Joe Biden as a president. It's nuts. Anyway, uh, uh, it's really bizarre to me that they would put that on an invitation, according to uh, Vox's Jonathan Geyer. The fact they don't feel sheepish about it, that's interesting. The explicit uh, sponsorship indicates how intimate major military contractors have become with Ukraine and how much they stand to gain from the war. The invitation is a clear expression of how the war in Ukraine has been good for business. This is good. So far, mankind should have been my business. Patience, forbearance should have been my business. So far, President uh, Joe Biden's administration has committed $19 billion of military assistance since February. That's going to get you a present. That's not only going to get you a card. If it was the movie Scrooge, you'd be getting a VCR and not a towel. That's how awesome it is. <clears throat> the four uh, companies sponsoring the party produce missile defense systems and anti-tank missiles that the Biden administration has poured into Ukraine since Russia invaded in February. Hold on. That's kind of cool. Um, and uh, defense contractor stocks have, uh, have soared since the uh, war began. Lockheed stock is up 38%. That's a hell of a Christmas present from the American taxpayers. You got to like, hey, I hope you guys enjoy it. Enjoy your great Christmas this year while so many of us have to shop at Dollar General and so many of us are downloading the app so we can find grocery stores with the produce that's about to go bad and stuff that's really near or past its expiration date. Enjoy your Christmas defense contractor. Yeah, it's going to be awesome for you. 
38%. Lockheed Martin. Pfizer was up like that much, too. Pretty crazy. The companies either declined to comment or did not respond to queries from Vox, which is a left-leaning publication. The Ukrainian embassy, however, was not shy about publicizing the event. On their Facebook page, they posted photos from the event, including one of Millie, along with a post that said, Ukrainian Armed Forces Day in Washington is an opportunity to once again remind the world about the courage and price paid by Ukraine for shared democratic values. you got to imagine there are a lot of people in Ukraine who would love to have been invited to this, uh, this party, but they're too busy getting slaughtered. It is that according to the post deputy assistant secretary of defense for russia ukraine and eurasia laura cooper was in in attendance as well as other defense white house congressional officials international military attaches and uh, representatives of the defense industry i think uh millie was actually dressed as santa claus People go sit up on his lap, and he'd just dole it out all sorts of missile defense systems instead of candy canes. Matt Duss, who's with the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace Fellow, said that sustaining American popular support is absolutely essential for Ukraine's continued defense. So Ukrainian diplomats should probably think harder about how it looks for them to be throwing hard parties with uh, the defense contractors who are making bank off of this horrible war. Well, see, that, that, that's okay because Washington, D.C. And, and the ruling class of the world, they don't give a rat's behind about the body piles that they leave behind as long as they're making lots and lots of money. Lots and lots of money. This is funny. Bill Hartung, a researcher at the Quincy Institute for Responsible Statecraft, told Vox, I can't imagine another situation where the contract, uh, contractors would sponsor an event for a country that they're arming in the middle of a war. You know, it's kind of like the uh, president of Ukraine uh, scheduling a, an Annie Leibovitz um, photo opportunity for, what was it, Vogue or Vanity Fair in the middle of a war. He, the only thing he didn't do was, like, stand on the bodies of Ukrainians. Hartung added, it's one thing to support Ukraine to defend itself, which I think is certainly legitimate. But I think the companies went beyond that. They want to cash in on it reputationally. Now, Congress has passed $68 billion in taxpayer funds for overall aid for Ukraine just this year alone and could pass billions more before the year's end. So at least we know that the military-industrial complex is having a big old good time this year while you and uh, and all of us kind of suffer and in uh, in you know enjoy the crumbs thrown to us by our government. Oh yes, oh yes. Also, this and it's I guess maybe I'm a little surprised. Donald Trump is supposed to be getting uh, beaten. Donald Trump is in the rearview mar- mirror of, uh, of American history. They are, he is no longer a uh, real contender for president, according to the uh, left. People like uh, Meghan McCain has been driving uh, nails in Trump's casket every column for the last couple of months now. According to a Harvard Caps Harris poll, found that Donald Trump is still beating Ron DeSantis by 13 points. Thought you should know that. So uh, despite the distractions and all of that stuff, Trump voters have this thing, and it's called, uh, what the hell is it? Hold on a second. Um, Not on the list of best words of the year, but it is loyalty. It's called loyalty. Yeah, people are saying that despite the best efforts of people like Mitt Romney and rhinos everywhere, and of course Mitch McConnell, that uh, people are still behind Donald Trump. Those who are Republicans, by the way, when you turn to independence, DeSantis is a little ahead, 52 to 48 by the way. 
So there you go. And 36% of Democrats would vote for Joe Biden in the 2024 <laughs> primaries, provided he hasn't been institutionalized by then. So there you go. Now, coming up, there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff about Twitter and uh, uh, with regard to election tampering. And uh, when you you better sit down for this one because I've done uh, a lot of research over the weekend, and uh, and I think you're going to go, oh yeah, yeah, I kind of figured that. But it's uh, it's pretty big. Here's the number, guys. It's eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. This, my friends, is a Monday edition of the Rob Carson Show. We the people are mad as hell. It's the Rob Carson Show. Elon Musk put a poll out online on on Twitter asking uh, people if they wanted him to stay on as the president of Twitter or the CEO or wanted uh, people wanted to step down and and uh, the Twitterverse by the way is still ruled by uh, lib trolls it, it is and if you see things trend you I mean you may see a few things trend conservative which is kind of nice for a change but if you go into some of these, uh, like if you click on something that is uh, is uh, uh, trending, generally it's it's just like Jared Kushner right now is trending. It'll be some sort of horrible, horrible uh, left-wing uh, diatribe and all sorts of left-leaning trolls uh, shredding or going after conservatives. Uh, but anyway, the poll said that 57.5% this is according to Newsmax website, and you should uh, you should check out Newsmax.com, by the way. 57.5% want him to step down. 17.5 million users who responded to the poll asked whether uh, Elon Musk should step down as the head of Twitter. And uh, it looks like 57 to uh, 42%. So that's pretty amazing because if Elon Musk was not in charge of Twitter right now, <clears throat> and it was the same as it was, then I'm sure it would be like 85-15. And I'm absolutely, uh, absolutely convinced that would be the case because of things have changed and because, I don't know, we've been shut down as conservatives so dramatically over the last couple of years. So, um, oh, and by the way, Twitter announced that it's no longer going to... Uh, uh, it, it's no longer going to uh, dismiss people or ban people from promoting other social media sites. He changed his mind over that. But, yeah, I don't blame him. You know, it is a, it is competing media. Uh, you generally don't want people to come into your restaurant and sit down and say, you know, this place is really good, but you ought to go down the street. <clears throat> so I, I understand it. But, of course, uh, anytime any mention of any kind of restriction on speech uh, that might impact the left, uh, of course, is immediately met with consternation and uh, and uh, people uh, getting all sorts of uh, butt hurt about being removed or or banned or just, uh, you know, whatever from Twitter, even though conservatives have endured that. Uh, long train of abuses and usurpations. Oh, I don't know about going about six, seven, eight, nine years now. So anybody who's complaining about anything with regard to not being completely free or or maybe uh, Keith Olbermann being banned from Twitter, honestly, uh, just sit down and shut up. All right, because um, uh, you didn't say a dang thing while Donald Trump was banned from Twitter. While other conservatives were banned, while any talk of any questions about the 2020 election or, I don't know, maybe the origins of COVID were banned from Twitter. How about you just just sit down and shut up for a while? Yeah, why don't you do that? Why don't you do that? 
Voters in both parties supported an investigation by the Justice Department into Hunter Biden's business dealings with foreign governments. Well, that's kind of crazy. That was completely banned speech in 2020. It was. It was completely banned on Twitter. How did we find out? Because eventually the truth gets out and eventually those who would shut it down will uh, pay for what they did. Yeah. Yeah. Recent revelations about social media companies tamping down the story in the run-up of 2020 have not changed voters' opinions, just as many feel that it's important to investigate Hunter Biden. Three-quarters think it's important for the Justice Department to investigate the younger Biden's business dealings with foreign governors unchanged from the 72% who felt that way in August. That includes 88% of Republicans, 74% of uh, independents, and 54% of Democrats. Here is Mitt Romney. This is Mitt Romney. He's the ultimate rhino. He will never be the president of the United States. Never, ever, ever. And here he is. This is according to uh, Ultra Mega Party on Twitter. Him defending the Bidens. There's nothing to see here. There's no question but that the appearance of looking into Burisma and Hunter Biden uh, appears political. With regards to Hunter Biden, taking excessive advantage of his father's name is not a crime. Taking excessive advantage of his father's name is not a crime. I think people are tired of these uh, these kind of political uh, investigations and would hope that if there's something of significance that needs to be evaluated, that it be done by perhaps the FBI or some other agency. Uh, we also have a lot of work to do uh, on matters that are not related to Burisma. We probably ought to focus on those things. Do you see any sign of Russian disinformation in those reports? That would be a hard question for me to answer. No, it's a very easy. Yeah. It's a very easy. What I would say to it's a very easy answer. There is no Russian disinformation. Here we have Joe Biden, who is apparently encouraging Mitt Romney to run for Senate. What is going on there? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the whole thing stinks to high heaven. How about that? How about that? Unbelievable. Did you know the FBI came up with, are you ready for this? A National Election Command Post. Did you know that? Yeah. They started that after Donald Trump won the 2016 election. And you know what really uh, kind of stinks for the FBI? They tried to throw that election to Hillary Clinton. The FBI literally created a dossier that was fake. And Hillary Clinton and the DNC paid for it. And the FBI offered Christopher Steele a million dollars to verify it. And Christopher Steele said, I can't because it's all fake. But MSNBC ran with it for a couple of years. Yeah, they did. They ran with it for a couple of years. And the FBI realized that they weren't able to throw the election in 2016, so they went all in and all done on the election of 2022, including covering up the biggest scandal in American political history, that being the Biden uh, family, crime family, and their connections to illegality and influence peddling around the world, which could have thrown the election in favor of Donald Trump, and that was just part of it. I've got lots of audio coming up, and your phone calls at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. 
Gaskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. What part of abuses and usurpations do you not understand? It's the Rob Carson Show. This weekend, for the first time in uh, about 20 years, my wife and I went to see a live version of A Christmas Carol. We saw it in Cincinnati when we lived there, and it was this wonderful, wonderful performance. And uh, this year, we went to the KC Repertory Theater, which is associated with the University of Missouri, Kansas City. And I will tell you that not only is it the best performance I've ever seen on stage of Christmas Carol, it also is one of the better stage performances I've ever seen. And I've seen Broadway shows in Minneapolis when they debuted, when uh, Disney's Beauty and the Beast and Lion King debuted. Michael Eisner literally sitting a couple rows in front of me, the, the then president of Disney. This show, if you live within a few hundred miles of Kansas City, go see the show. It, it, it just unbelievable. It was like I don't know the special effects and the and the acting and the and the every single role was perfect. Just honestly, really, really good. If you if you need a little kick in the pants as far as your Christmas spirit is concerned. And you can see the show. This is not a, an endorsement in any way, shape, or form because I'm not being paid. But dang, it's really good. And I, and I saw a bunch of, I watched a bunch of Christmas stuff this year. And, and I'll tell you, probably very annoying to my family. Uh, I said that uh, this year uh, I am like uh, Scrooge after he is visited by three spirits. Every day I wake up with joy because um, I'm doing what I love for you know love for a living. And for the first time in my entire career, in 30 years in broadcasting, things are really what I dreamed of. So I'm blissfully happy, much to the chagrin of my family. They're probably like, God, will you just stop with the happy all the time? But but it's kind of funny because not only am I like Ebenezer Scrooge, but also we, we watched the Santa Claus, the 1994 movie with uh, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. You know, anyway, the, the Santa Claus. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Um, anyway, the uh, Tim Allen. Tim Allen saw the Santa Claus, and uh, and and I'm kind of like Scott Calvin in the movie because this year, for the first time in my entire life. I crave sweets, and that's when when Scott Calvin was being converted into Santa Claus. All of a sudden, he was eating cookies and all that, and I'm that way. I mean, literally this morning, I had to tell myself, I have to get off this stuff. I I, I can't eat sweets anymore, uh, and I've, I've gained a couple pounds, not a whole lot, but I, I'm kind of you know kind of becoming Scott Calvin. The beard is you know becoming more and more white, and that I'm eating uh, and I'm eating cookies all the time. <laughs> so there's a little bit of that going on. Uh, with regard to uh, <clears throat> Christmas and and this year, all right. So let's let's move on here because there's a bunch of stuff. We did have a, a new release of uh, of emails, uh, and uh, we've learned some more about the inner workings of Twitter and and everything. It won't come as a surprise to you, but it is a validation for everything that you have been gaslighted on in the last few years, including the election of 2020, which oddly enough you were not able to comment on 
the day after it happened. It's kind of weird. I had my Facebook page taken down the day after the election in 2020. Why is that? I didn't post anything. I was reaching hundreds of thousands of people. Kind of weird. And it's kind of weird, too, that I I started gaining some traction with Twitter followers, and I really literally have been right at about 5,000 followers for the last five years. Can't grow it at all. Even though I've watched my uh, my uh, Truth Social go up through the ceiling and my getter through the ceiling couldn't grow on Twitter. It's kind of funny. If it weren't so serious. The FBI created a National Election Command Post, NECP, sent an email asking its San Francisco field office to pressure Twitter to censor the right-side broadcasting, RSBN, a conservative news channel, two days before the 2022 midterm elections. The FBI, before the elections, they were censoring election coverage. That's kind of weird, isn't it? In an email dated uh, November the 6th, 2022, the NECP gave its San Francisco field office a list of 25 accounts being utilized to spread misinformation about the upcoming election. Weird. The NECP asked the field office to coordinate with Twitter to determine whether the accounts identified below have violated Twitter's terms of service and may be subject to actions deemed appropriate by Twitter. May warrant additional action due to accounts being utilized to spread misinformation, which, by the way, is a word only used by the government. And it is, uh, it is meant to squelch dissent because the Department of Disinformation and Misinformation that they tried to create at the DHS literally was there to decide what was true and what was false. And the only thing that they would discover to be true is something being pushed by the government. And everything false was people saying the opposite or questioning it, just like in the Soviet Union. Yeah, 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 yeah. The NECP uh, requested a coordination between San Francisco and Twitter to determine whether the accounts had been had violated Twitter's uses, uh, uh, terms of service, could have been subject to any actions appropriate by Twitter. Uh, they, they, oh, oh, and then they also, they also wanted to know where people lived. They wanted to know where people actually were posting. That was another thing the FBI was doing. Yeah, yeah. Matt Taibbi uh, said that he's calling this latest installation of uh, of uh, disinformation being discovered by Twitter in collaboration between the FBI and uh, and Twitter. Uh, he's calling it Twitter, the FBI subsidiary. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Surprising number of requests by the FBI for Twitter to take action on election misinformation involved joke tweets coming from low follower accounts, like my account. I, I've got, only got 5,000 followers, haven't been able to grow it for five years. Nobody's interested in what I have to say, except for, you know, all those hundreds of thousands of people on the other social media platforms I'm on and my national TV audience and my national radio office, the radio show. The Foreign Influence Task Force also, by the way, was created in the wake of the 2016 election by the FBI because they tried to steal the election in 2016, but they weren't able to do it. So the FBI created uh, uh, this uh, Foreign Influence Task Force, and it it swelled to 80 agents and corresponded with Twitter to allegedly uh, identify foreign influence and election tampering of all kinds. Yeah. They targeted the uh, RSBN, 
which is this uh, organization, this journalistic organization. And Twitter says that it's nothing more than uh, than authorities trying to suppress journalism. This is um, uh, Jonathan Turley. He was on, I believe it was on Fox on Friday, talking about all of the malfeasance committed by federal agents and the deep state. Well, you know, <clears throat> Tammy, what's disturbing about the statement is it shows absolutely no self-awareness of what has already been disclosed. I mean, it's showing utter contempt for the American people. The FBI could have said, look, we find these allegations disturbing. We're going to conduct our own immediate investigation to see if, if these types of contacts went too far. And instead, they're just saying, well, we did nothing but correspond with companies. That is not what these new files are suggesting. They're suggesting censorship by surrogate, by proxy. You have dozens of FBI agents who supposedly were tasked to go through social media. You have 150 Not just Twitter. contacts with just one Twitter executive uh, giving lists of users that should be banned, including satirical sites. Um, there's very little runway left for the FBI to continue to deny that there isn't a serious problem here. People, I think, largely agree, I hope, that while the, the First Amendment applies to the government, it also applies to agents of the government. So if the FBI uses a proxy, uses an agent like Twitter, it's still censorship. It's yeah, it is state-sponsored censorship through a third party, which is illegal. Illegal. The FBI is refusing to reveal how many social media firms it is currently or, or did secretly influence amid accusations it broke the law by pushing Twitter to remove accounts and hand over user location details. Remember the FBI saying they're going to go after uh, domestic terrorists and they were looking for uh, uh, people who were protesting at uh, CRT and, and sexualization of children at school board meetings and, uh, and going to their homes? Yeah, and going to the homes of, of people who maybe purchased a few guns this year and, and go to the homes of people who, uh, who uh, you know, protested, uh, uh, you know, uh, abortion. Yeah. Officials from the Bureau even asked Twitter to hand over locations from where the Twitter accounts were being operated in a disturbing move that many saw as an attack on the First Amendment. One user targeted by the FBI who goes by at Lexatola said, seems like prima facie First Amendment violation. Charlie Hurt, the opinion editor of the Washington Examiner, said it was a clear violation of the First Amendment. This is uh, uh, according to the uh, spokesperson for the, I think the FBI. The FBI regularly engages with private sector entities to provide information specific to identified foreign malign influence actors, subversive, undeclared, covert, or criminal. That's according to the FBI. Private sector entities independently make decisions about what, if any, action they take on their platform for their customers after the FBI had noticed them, notified them. The FBI, according to journalist Matt Taibbi, maintained persistent contact with company employees in recent years at Twitter, frequently proposing user bans, including for strident Trump critic and actor Billy Baldwin. Kind of weird. Yeah, and they literally were looking for people where they lived. The FBI. Unbelievable. Here is Representative uh, Mike Turner. 
talking uh, this weekend about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop and the FBI being wholly political. Well, the FBI had under the cover of saying that they were pursuing foreign malign influence had really exploded into an, an activities that in, involved engaging with mainstream media and social media and really impacting what is the normal debate of democracy. Now, what's very troubling here, huh. in my opinion, this was not based on intelligence. You no. had John Radcliffe on your own show. That was all political. So, saying, for example, the Hunter Biden laptop, which the FBI was trying to intervene and in, saying that was Russian misinformation. He said there was no intelligence that substantiated that. I believe that in the end we will find that there's no intelligence that supports the FBI doing this, that this is a, a campaign by the FBI. Uh, that really is outside of the bounds of anything we would expect them to do, and certainly, you know, very constitutionally troubling. Yeah, constitutionally troubling. I want you to think about it for a second. What we've learned in the last just six months has been stunning. I never dreamed in my life that our government was as corrupt as it is. This is the stuff of Tom Clancy novels. This is the kind of stuff that you're like, I mean, literally, there are Hollywood screenwriters who couldn't have dreamed how ungodly corrupt our federal government is. Everything. Everything. Particularly with regard to censorship of freedom of speech and every narrative contrary to the government has been surveilled and shut down, including criticism of um, the vaccine or stories of vaccine um, injuries or where the Wuhan virus came from or any question about the 2020 election or critical race theory or Black Lives Matter. Think about all of the things that have been flagged by social media. There was only one reason while it was all done by all of social media and the mainstream media, and that is they were getting pressured and they had marching orders from our federal government. That's it. That's all there is. And you knew it, and I knew it, and now we can say before Christmas, Fan, let me introduce you to feces. Feces, let me introduce you to Fan. And we can only hope and pray that in the coming year, those who perpetrated this Soviet-era censorship on the American people will be removed from their offices, will be prosecuted, and hopefully... God willing, jailed for their crimes. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. The swamp feasts while we're expected to dine on the crumbs. To those who strove to deter us from our responsibility, you have failed. Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's the Rob Carson Show. Elon Musk is showing what's happening on the other side with the willing partners, the mainstream media, social media, and really exposing the, the coordination that was occurring between the FBI and them. Now, it is my understanding from our contacts that we've had with the FBI that there are secret files that the FBI has of these contacts that they were. This is Representative Mike Turner having with social media uh, and with mainstream media, and it has been our objective to get a hold of those. Wait, 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 wait! Did he just say that the uh, the deep state Democrat Party, the mainstream media, and big social media all collaborated? Like uh, you know, I've been saying I don't know for a couple of years here. Yeah, files 
to see the extent of this so we can stop it. Uh, we can cut off the funding and prevent, obviously, you know, average Americans. At this point, the FBI needs to be figuratively blown up. And I would venture to also say uh, reinvented or just uh, relegated to the dustbin of history. Being impacted by FBI actions. They have been resistant to this uh, point, and we certainly intend to pursue subpoena power to expose the extent to which the FBI has been doing this. It is bigger and worse than you could have ever imagined. And I would venture to say the fact that we're learning all this stuff is as big a Christmas miracle as Mrs. Brady getting her voice back just in time for the Christmas uh, 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 choir performance at church. Does everybody remember the very Brady Christmas? I'd say this is even bigger than that. Even bigger than than uh, six billion dollar man. Remember the episode of the six billion dollar man when when he uh, dressed up like Santa Claus and became the ghost of Christmas past and future. Th- th- even bigger than I'm. I remember this because I was babysat by the television when I was a kid. Here's a little bit more from uh, Representative Mike Turner. We are definitely pursuing the Department of Justice and uh, also the FBI. And luckily, the January 6th committee has established some great legal precedent that shows that Congress has full access. So they're going to have very much d- a, a difficult time trying to prevent us getting those documents. I think it's time for the uh, FBI's very first uh, colonoscopy. And I think it will show a very troubling pattern. You know, we're also going to be looking for who's the mastermind. And since this is not based on intelligence, this is not for malign actors. Who would be behind all of this stuff? Who would be behind all of this stuff? Who would be like the voice of the class of 1968 ushering in a fundamental uh, change in the foundation of the United States of America? Who would they... Did we get visited by Santa Obama? That the malign actors turn out to be the FBI themselves. Who is it that's coordinating this? How can we cut off the money, prohibit this in the future? And we will use our subpoena power to track that down and make certain that this doesn't happen again. Yeah, uh, and the DHS also needs to be uh, blown up and reinvented. I'm not kidding. Actually, just the DHS needs to disappear because they have abused their power since they came about uh, right after 9-11. They are a joke. They are a Joke. Not the people who work there. The people who are in charge of it are a joke. Matt Taibbi's latest batch of emails with regard to Twitter found that between January 2020 and November 2022, there were over 150 emails between the FBI and former Twitter trust and safety chief Yoel Roth, who left the company after Elon Musk bought it for who knows why. Probably because of all the stuff that would be uh, shared with the American public. A high number of requests from the FBI for Twitter to take action on election misinformation, even involving jokes and tweets from low follower accounts like mine. That's why I've been at 5,000 people for the last five years or so. The FBI social media focused task force known as, are you ready for this? This sounds so sinister. This is the FTIF. Created in the wake of the 2016 election, swelled to 80 agents and corresponded with Twitter to identify alleged foreign influence and election tampering of all kinds. Wow, just wow. Oh, we're going to get knee deep in it. We're going to get neck deep in it this morning and this afternoon on the show. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, is specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. 
EAA's 1911 series comes in compact carry or full size in three popular calibers. If you're a first-time gun owner, EAA Corp's all-in-one 9mm MC9 Striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There is a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today at EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard-earned money. Visit EAACorp.com. That's EAACorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. Information. Truth. Is freedom is Newsmax. It's real news for real people.